because Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken by Sukadev Goswami and Bhagavad Gita was spoken by Krishna. There is no difference between them. If we strictly follow the principle of disciplic succession, we are certainly on the right path of spiritual liberation or eternal engagement in devotional service. Dai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki dai. <clears throat> so, Yudhisthira Maharaj here is glorifying Narada Muni. Narada Muni, of course, very famous. Uh, he is the transcendental uh, uh, devotee who can go anywhere in the universe. He was uh, uh, given one musical instrument, the Bina, by Lord Krishna. And by playing on that instrument, the Bina, he can uh, travel anywhere. His body is not made of uh, ordinary uh, ingredients, ordinary elements. He is uh, a very, uh, uh, got a subtle form, actually uh, a more spiritual form. This is Narada Muni. And so here it is mentioned that uh, you are the best. Now, Yudhisthira Maharaj says that you are the best, considered the best of Lord, Lord Brahma's sons. Now, in the beginning of the creation, at least in this day of Lord Brahma, we read in the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, how first of all, the uh, Lord Brahma, he is referred to here as Prajapati. Prajapati means the creator of so many different uh, uh, types of uh, beings in the universe. He created originally and the Kumara, the four Kumaras, who just appeared like a Brahma, young Brahmacharis, no more than five or six years old. And he asked them to help uh, populate the universe. Uh, they didn't want to do it. And then uh, he was uh, not uh, pleased with them. But they said, we have a higher purpose. We're going to do the tapasya and uh, cultivate transcendental knowledge. Uh, and uh, this is a more higher purpose. So for the higher purpose, uh, you normally, of course, when the father asks you to do something, you have to do it. <laughs> You can't, the children cannot disobey, at least in the old Vedic times. This is a very, uh, to be disrespectful to the father or the mother, uh, that would be, uh, you would get reaction. And indeed, I remember reading a long time ago that in the morning, the children, uh, just to show respect, uh, they have to show respect to so many, uh, to uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, to so many other, and to the guru, and they have to show respect to the mother and father, and they, they should circumambulate the mother and the father, walk around, circumambulate, and then uh, bow down and touch their feet. This is the uh, position of the, the children to the parents. Of course, these days, uh, I don't know how much respect is uh, given by the, the children to the parents, especially in the Western countries. But in the, in the olden days, this was the system. So it's not expected that the Kumaras being directly asked by Lord Brahma to help populate the universe. This was his mission because he had to fulfill the desires of the living entities and the arrangement of the Supreme Personality of God. And therefore Lord Brahma, the first created being in the universe, he is like the Prajapati, the father, he directly asked and they said, no, we're not going to, we can't do that. So this is a very unusual thing, especially in those times. Uh, but they said for the higher purpose. So it is mentioned that for the higher purpose, uh, not whimsically you can just do it, 
uh, you should follow all directions from seniors, and especially if the seniors are very uh, uh, exalted personalities, uh, and like Lord Brahma, and all the Shastras, and great Rishis, and so on and so forth. I want you to be very respectful to them. But for the higher purpose, uh, sometimes uh, giving forward the reason, and the Kumaras didn't. So then uh, they said that from the, uh, uh, the Lord Shiva came next, he was the next. And then of course after Lord Shiva, uh, um, Brahma created others. And uh, the Manasa, Manasa, Manasaputra, the ten mind created sons of Lord Brahma. Uh, and uh, actually you can read in the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam there's some nice paintings of that also where Lord Brahma is there and you see different personalities they appeared from the mind from the mind but they appeared from the different parts of his body Daksha I remember from the thumb and Kratu and there, there was Pulaha, Pulastya, Atri uh, Vashishta was another, uh, another one and, uh, and also um, um, Brigu, Brigu was another one uh, another, another direct sons. They were the Manasaputra, direct from the mind. Very, very elevated personalities. They, they appeared uh, from the different uh, parts of the body of Lord Brahma. And then, of course, Narad Muni. Narad Muni is mentioned. He appeared from the, the, the heart of Lord Brahma, the deliberation. And he is always extolling the virtues of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's always talking about bhakti, devotion. So, Yudhisthira Maharaj, who is very, very exalted himself, Yudhisthira Maharaj, the emperor, and also uh, known as the emblem of Dharma, he is also known as Dharmaraj, and uh, so he is very exalted personality himself, and he is praising Narad Muni. And Prabhupada praises Narad Muni in many places, uh, in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. So many others praise Narad Muni. He's a very, very uh, exalted personality. And here, Yudhisthira is the best son, the best son of Lord Brahma because of the... Uh, now, here also I mentioned, um, here, the reasons that he performed, he is detached from the world. Uh, he has all the cities. It is said, actually, that uh, the residents of the higher planetary systems, now, there are different uh, mystic cities, uh, where you have different powers, Lagima, Anima, Prapti, and so on. You become lighter than the lightest. You can go to faraway places just uh, uh, at the blink of an eye. You can change your shape. You can control things. You can influence people's minds. You can do so many things. These are mystic cities. And sometimes the yogis, when practicing yoga, uh, they would try to, uh, uh, try to acquire these different types of perfections cities. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> uh, it is said that those residents who are on the higher planetary systems, especially even above Svaga, the Mahaloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka and Brahmaloka, when they are born there in those uh, planetary systems, they automatically have these cities. Automatically have these cities. So these powers. But of course for a great devotee like uh, uh, Narad Muni, these sort of powers are not very important. Someone may be very inclined to getting powers and be able to control people's minds or, or you know, go any place or take anything from anywhere, whatever they desire. But uh, uh, the devotee is not really interested. Sometimes, if it, comes in, if it comes in handy for the service of the Lord, maybe someone uh, can utilize one of these cities to uh, enhance the service of the Lord.
But Narad Muni, of course, he's mainly, he's interested, he's always doing the meditation, he's always thinking of Krishna, he's always chanting the name of Lord Narayan and Krishna, uh, he's praising the Supreme. And here in the next verse it is mentioned how he compiled uh, wonderful uh, Shastras, like here it is also the uh, Bhakti, Bhakti Sutra. Bhakti Sutra <coughs> is there uh, that uh, Prabhupada, uh, that you can, you can get the Bhakti Sutra, Narada, Narada Bhakti Sutra. You can get that book. It's available. You can actually get it online. Uh, and uh, uh, Prabhupada did translate. He had, he's, uh, Prabhupada had the idea, Srila Prabhupada had the idea to uh, publish that book. And uh, there are 84, as, as I said, the Bhakti Sutra. Sutra means just short little stanzas or short little statements uh, encapsulating the principles of Bhakti. Uh, this is Narad Muni. And it is said there are 84. 84, he, he compiled 84 of these stanzas. And it became known as the Narada Bhakti Sutra. So there's 84 stanzas. And Prabhupada had started to uh, comment and, and translated... 13 of them, <coughs> 13, and, uh, uh, and did a wrote commentary on these 13 uh, very short uh, statements by Narad Muni. Uh, very, very beautiful, you can read it. Very, very beautiful. And since then, uh, he wanted to do all 84, but uh, he didn't uh, finish. And since then, I know uh, Satsarup uh, Das Goswami, he, he finished it. And there may have been others who uh, did some finishing. But you can get that uh, Satsarup uh, Goswami, he's compiled it all with commentaries from the Acharyas. And um, he's compiled it in five chapters, I believe. Uh, so that, that's a very wonderful book. Uh, uh, Narad, Narada Bhakti Sutra, another famous book, of course, is Narada Pancharatna. Narada Pancharatna, which we very much follow in ISKCON. Uh, this is the Pan Panchatriki Maga. So many things are there. It's a more longer work. Uh, it was heard. Now, Narumuni mentions here uh, that uh, he heard this knowledge from uh, Lord Naranarayan. Lord Naranarayan. And uh, Lord Naranarayan, he lives in Badrik Ashram in the Himalayas. I've been there a few times myself to the Badrik Ashram. When you go, uh, especially in the summer season, it's very popular. In India, to go to the Himalaya is very hot in the summer season, and many uh, people go on the pilgrimage to the Himalaya. They go to the Badrik Ashram, they go to Gangotri, Jamunotri, and uh, Kedranath, and so many places there. One can go to the holy places, and uh, there there is a temple uh, at Badrinath, uh, Badrik Ashram, uh, Lord Badri, Lord Badrinarayan. <laughs> uh, there's a whole story there about Lord Badrinarayan, the form of Lord Narayan who was practicing meditation for many thousands of years there and even through the hot the sun was shining on his head it said that Lakshmi Devi uh, came in the form of a badri, badri tree and uh, came over him and to give him shelter so that is Lord Badri Narayan he's in the temple there when you go there you can go in the temple and uh, you can have the darshan of Lord Badri Narayan in, at Badrik Ashram uh, uh, fortunately for us, Badrik Ashram is fairly easily accessible because um, the military uh, many years ago put a road there. It's right on the border of Tibet, which is uh, China now. And uh, so, so it has some military significance. So many years ago they put a road. Before you had to go through the jungles and the mountains. and It was very hard to go there. 
And then, of course, you can go to Gangotri, Yamunotri, Kedranath, I mean, they're a little bit more uh, harder to go to. Uh, you have to go trekking a little bit to those places, especially Kedranath. So, but the Badri, Badrik Ashram, uh, if you pick the right season, uh, not after the rains because then there's uh, mudslides and uh, you have to, sometimes you can't proceed, you have to wait till they clear the road. Generally the people go in the summertime, uh, um, in April is a good time, April, all through April, maybe before the rain comes. And uh, then you can go uh, maybe, maybe October is good, September is after the rain, not so good. Uh, um, better October, but then, uh, then it starts to get cold and it snows and they close it actually. You can't, it, uh, they, uh, you can't go up. They close it and it is said that the priest was telling me there that they leave the RT utensils in the temple. All the priests go down uh, to the lower towns and they leave the RT utensils. When they come back after this, the winter, uh, it said someone has been worshipping Lord Badrinara. They see the, he told me that they see the RT utensils have been used and he uh, surmised that. Uh, some of the great yogis who are actually there in the Himalaya, even in the snow, they come uh, and they do the worship of Lord Badrinarayan. So it's a very wonderful place, uh, very, very beautiful, uh, right high in the Himalaya, very beautiful uh, place. You can, there's some Damshala there. That's where I haven't been for a while, but I heard now it's uh, really developed more. You could, a lot of places to stay. Uh, when, we, when I first went there, it was uh, practically nowhere you could. Yeah, there was one Damshala, pretty uh, austere. <laughs> And it's, it gets very cold at night and early in the morning. Uh, so, one of my god brothers, he said he spent two months there at Badrik Ashram. Uh, so, uh, doing just chanting and reading and studying. Uh, so, you can go to these wonderful places. So, there, uh, as I said, Lord Badri Narayan is there. And also, there's another form of Nara Narayan. He also went there. Nara Narayan is the twin, the, the, the two twins. One is Narayan and one is Nara. Later it is said that uh, uh, they were reincarnated as Arjuna and Krishna. Of course Krishna is not reincarnated as anyone. He is the origin of all. But later on they appeared as Arjuna and Krishna. Nara means like the, the man and uh, Narayan is the supreme lord. And so they, they were there uh, doing tapasya also. So you have Lord Badri Narayan and you had Nara Narayan there. And it is said that Narayan Muni, he, when you read on here in this chapter, you read that Narad Muni went there and uh, he received transcendental knowledge from uh, uh, Nara Narayan. Nara Narayan. So this uh, Narada Pancharatna. Now Narada Pancharatna, uh, he received some knowledge uh, from the Lord. Uh, there's some other stories as Narada Pancharatna, some uh, connection to Lord Shiva also giving instruction to Narad Muni. Uh, there's also some story of uh, Lord uh, Vishnu instructing Lord Brahma over the Pancha, Pancha over five nights, and this became, uh, and then this Brahma passed on to uh, Narad Muni as well. So it may be a compilation of all these sources of knowledge. But the, the, main, the, the uh, <coughs> main point that is given here is that uh, this knowledge, in, in like in the Narad uh, Bhakti Sutra and uh, Narada Pancharatra, as I said, we follow this much in there also is uh, how to engage in Archana Deity worship. <coughs> what are the different rules and regulations one has to follow when one is a beginning devotee. Uh, so as I uh, mentioned the other day, there are two uh, uh, systems. One is called Bhak uh, Bhagavat Marga and the other one is called Panchatriki Marga. Uh, Bhagavat Marga means Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Shmaranam, uh, Parasevanam, uh, uh, Vandanam, Achanam, uh, Dasyam, Shakyam, Atmini Vedanam. These are 
uh, nine principles, nine activities are, are, are in the, on the path of Bhagavat, Bhagavat Marg, that you hear, you chant. Uh, these are not subject to really rules and regulations as such. You can just uh, spontaneously. But to do it properly, one has to be in a, a pure state of mind. Therefore, to help us come into the pure state of mind, the Acharyas have introduced uh, the principles from this Panchatriki Marg, uh, especially Narada Pancharatra, as given by Narad Muni. As given by Narad Muni. So the two together. So uh, we can't immediately just totally absorb us. It would be very nice if we could totally absorb ourselves in Shravanam and Kirtanam and Vishnu Shmaranam, just chanting, uh, just hearing, just remembering, just uh, Vandanam praying, just uh, uh, Dasyam, just serving, becoming the servant, just doing uh, uh, Achanam, just you know, worshipping the Lord, just doing all these things, just continuously. But because we cannot do continuously, Therefore, is recommend. All right, you you follow some other mode of goodness type activities. You have to follow some regulations, as given in these books. Of course, the extrapolation of the, the Narada Panchatra. We have Hari Bhakti Vilas. We have our Acharyas have given so many works. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is another work we closely follow. The Prabhupada directly translated. Uh, Banu Maharaj has Prabhupada summarized it, and actually, I think on the book it's actually the summary study of uh, nectar of devotion and uh, since then Banumaj has done the full uh, uh, um, uh, text of it <coughs> not well, the full uh, uh, um, version of it so we have many works like that so we follow one side and and we follow the other side so it's very wonderful and then Yudhisthira's Maharaj he's praising Narad Muni you are the best you are giving devotion uh, uh, and he uh, uh, and uh, you are very uh, uh, you are very uh, austere uh, you don't do other things, and and here it is mentioned here. You you uh, no one is superior to you in peaceful life, and mercy and compassion. No one knows better how to execute devotional service, how to become the best of the brahmanas. All these uh, uh, um, uh, praises are given by Yudhisthira. You know the principle of confidential religious life. No one knows them better than you. So, uh, uh, so to become actually uh, happy, uh, there's one verse in the um, uh, Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says that unless one has a transcendental mind and intelligence, there is no question of becoming peaceful. And if you can't be peaceful, how you can really be happy? Right. So to, 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 have a, to, to become happy, you need to be peaceful. To become peaceful, you need to have transcendental mind and intelligence and transcendental consciousness. Otherwise, you can't really be... Uh, people can talk about becoming peaceful, uh, becoming happy. Uh, um, you know, uh, everyone wants happiness. No one wants suffering. Uh, and everyone wants... So, but how to... They, therefore, they, uh, they have some idea. Let's, let's have peace in the world. But, you know, we can't see any real peace anywhere. Uh, everyone is afraid, uh, you know, to go uh, in even different countries. I was telling the other day uh, that uh, even in some there's when you go travelling, you have to be very careful because it's uh, dangerous in many countries. Uh, wherever you go, there's a, there's a lot of danger. And uh, I read one uh, traveller's advice from the government, and there was some traveller's advice that if there, what is the most uh, some advice was given, what is the most peaceful countries of the world you can go to what are the most peaceful according to this survey 
and uh, and uh, I was fascinated to see who, what country they were naming as the most peaceful countries. So there was only three of them <laughs> as, the, as, a, as this uh, survey. Uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know how exactly they collected the information. They interviewed so many people, but the the most uh, peaceful countries of the world. I remember one was Iceland, <laughs> another one was Ireland, and I forget the third country. So there were only three given. Uh, every other country is not considered very peaceful. You have to be careful. Anything can happen at any moment. Uh, you know, so. Uh, and so in the world, yeah, there's not much peace around. Yeah, you have to be careful where you walk, in the street, even in the suburbs, anything can happen at any time. So, uh, but, so, but the thing is, you know, you can talk about peace, but real peace, of course, has to start with ourselves. And uh, peace can come to the soul only, really, on the soul level, and then only when the soul is connected with Krishna. Uh, when the soul is connected with Krishna in, in devotional service, then you can uh, become more purified, then you become more peaceful, and then you can start to experience happiness. That's very, very important. So here it is mentioned um, uh, about Narad Muni, you are very peaceful. Uh, you are very peaceful because you're always engaged in devotional service. He's, and Narad Muni is always blissful, he's full of ananda, always blissful, always chanting, dancing, going everywhere, speaking to everyone about, uh, about Krishna, about devotional service. And he can speak to so many different types of people and speak to great kings, great rishi. He spoke to Srila Vyasadeva. He spoke to the hunter. Uh, he, he can speak to all different types of people just perfectly. It takes a very, very experienced devotee to be able to present the Krishna consciousness just rightly to different types of people. Um, the different types of people. You know, you, you have to talk to the school children one way, you have to talk to the professors in the university another way. Uh, you know, same, uh, same um, instruction of Krishna conscious, but just presented a little bit differently according to their level of, uh, of education and so on, and to according to their culture and everything. So many considerations. Kalapatra Desha. Generally, we uh, present Krishna consciousness according to Kalapatra Desha. Kala means you know, a certain, what is the time, Kala, uh, Patra, what is the place where we're speaking Krishna God, and Desha, what are the, uh, the culture, what is the nature of the people. We have to consider all these things when we're presenting the Krishna consciousness. What is acceptable in one country, maybe not acceptable in another country. And so you have to be very careful how you give the Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada, of course, with the basic thing was always there, but slightly presented differently. And so Narad Muni is very expert, very, very expert. He is empowered by the, the Supreme Personality of Godhead just to spread the Krishna consciousness. So because he's very peaceful and because he is very elevated, he also has a naturally, he is very merciful. He is very, very merciful. He likes to help others, especially on the path of spiritual life. Uh, and uh, this is advanced person. When you see other people uh, suffering, and when you see the other people suffering, you don't like to see other people suffering. You like to see them happy, and so you, you will act in such a way as to uh, try to make, bring them happiness. And so Narad Muni is very expert how to bring the people happiness. And he knows, you know, all different levels of the religion, of the Dharma, of the religiosity, and he knows even the most confidential, uh, what is... Uh, uh, Paramatma, 
what is uh, Brahman, what is uh, Bhagawan, who is Krishna. He knows all these different levels that for ordinary people, very hard to understand these things. But Naramuni knows, and he knows even the confidential pastimes of who is Radha, who is Krishna. He is a very, very elevated personality. So Prabhupada mentions here uh, that to learn about religious principles properly, uh, one must take instruction from the disciplic succession of Narad Muni. So Narad Muni who heard from the Lord directly heard from Brahma, who heard from Krishna. Of course Narad Muni is taking instruction from Narad Narayan, he's taking instruction. So he heard directly from the authoritative source. And Prabhupada says here, if we strictly follow the principle of disciplic succession, we are certainly on the right path of the spiritual liberation. So we have to, we have to go on the right path. You know, some, there is some uh, famous, uh, uh, well, some famous guru in India from many years ago. He used to say, Yatamat Tatapat. Yatamat Tatapat means that any path is uh, good. Whatever path you follow, he used to say, all, all paths on the mountain can lead to the top. All paths of the mountain lead to the top. Any path you follow will take you to the top. But no, Srila uh, Prabhupada didn't agree. <laughs> you have to, and he says here, you have to follow the right path. Just like if you go a trekking, for example, if you go in the, in the, in the forest or you go in the mountain, uh, you can, there are different paths. And so if you pick the wrong path, you, you may not go to the, say you want to go to the top, this is the path, and there's, there's signs. Go this path, that will take you to the top. And the, the signs, you go this path, take you somewhere else. Doesn't go to the top. So it's just common sense. This is common sense. But so when someone says, Yatamat Tatapat, there's no meaning to it. Just sounds good. <laughs> People say things that sound good, that, you know, bamboozle the mind a little bit. Because, you know, some people think that uh, uh, spiritual life must be exactly opposite to material life. Material life, there's so many activities, so organized in so many ways, do this, do that, do the other. So, and, and there's so many uh, uh, troubles that come from that, so many sufferings that come. So spiritual life must be exactly opposite, uh, not organized in any way, anything goes, whatever you feel, just do like that, that is spiritual. They come to this conclusion, that is spiritual. Whatever, you, just go with your emotions and that, that is spiritual. Just be true to your own emotions and that is spiritual. No, no, your emotions can uh, cause so much havoc if you uh, can, don't con control your emotions. Sometimes you go high on the building you look out and sometimes you feel like you want to jump off. Uh, well, it would be nice to fly, but if you did it, uh, you will be dead. Uh, uh, you see the, the tiger in the zoo, sometimes you feel, oh, I want to go and pat the tiger. But if you try to pat the tiger, he will bite off your hand because he's just looking at you as, like, as dinner. <laughs> so you may like to do so many things. You, you know, your emotion is telling you, go pat the tiger, go jump off the high building. But should you do it? You have to use your brain. I'm not going to, maybe your emotion is pushing you, jump off the high, jump, jump off the bridge. Just like sometimes we go over the Westgate Bridge, someone might say, yes, this is a very nice bridge, just jump off. You know, you go in the river. But, uh, you know, no problem. You can go jump off the Westgate and you can swim in the Yarra. But if you do it, what will happen? There's a very high bridge, you will go splat on the river and you will probably you will be dead. You'll be dead if you try to do like that. So therefore we have to use our proper brain and not be, not be silly. Uh, these are all uh, 
I remember one time, non, these are all nonsense ideas, <laughs> in Juhu Beach in Bombay, Prabhupada every afternoon used to give the darshan. And then one Westerner came, I think the devotees met him and invited. And so he came and then Prabhupada was talking with him and he said, uh, so what do you understand about it? Do you understand anything about the spiritual life? Yeah. And he started saying, yes, well I think that somehow or other the connection is that in, the, in Egypt there's the pyramids and I think that the aliens came and they made the pyramids and then they give uh, so many uh, uh, instructions are there about, uh, you know, there's ancient Egyptian and ancient... And Prabhupada, he was talking for a while and Prabhupada stopped and he said, he said, these are all nonsense things. <laughs> he said, you have to follow just rightly what is instructed from the proper source and then you can actually go on the path of true spiritual liberation. Once you are situated properly by hearing from the right source, and here is mentioned the parampara, the sampradaya, here, uh, um, uh, Brahma uh, you know, spoke to Narad, Narad spoke to Vyas, Vyas spoke to Sukadev. So there's a line of the Guru. So this hearing it properly. Just hearing it properly. And, they, and because they're very elevated, pure souls, they are presenting it properly. And there are so many others are, are, are hearing all that. So here Prabhupada says the Krishna consciousness movement. Now Sukadev Goswami spoke, of course, Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita. And so Prabhupada is saying here that the Hare Krishna movement is very much based on the teachings of Krishna and Bhagavad Gita. And, uh, and, and, and in the Srimad Bhagavatam. He said there's no difference. Sukadeva is hearing from Vyasadeva and so he's transmitting the same message. So therefore it's actually the same. Even though Krishna is the Godhead, Supreme Personality of Godhead, he, he is the Supreme Authority. He spoke Bhagavad Gita, but Prabhupada is not making it. And Srimad Bhagavatam was heard from Vyasadeva, who heard from Narad Muni. And so actually the, the potency is the same. So Prabhupada very much stressed on the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita. Even in, in the, the five yagyas, you know, when he did initiation yagyas, uh, generally in the, in the yagya, they're supposed to be, uh, uh, traditionally in the Vedic system, you have the, uh, the, the, the Vedas read simultaneously while you're doing the yagya and chanting many mantras on one side. Over this side, the Vedas are in one corner, the Rig Veda is read, and the Yaju Veda, and uh, the Sama Veda, Atava Veda, all these Vedas are read while the yagya is going. But Prabhupada, he said, just have Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Nectar Devotion, Sri uh, Upanishad, you know, he had these works because these are the essence. These are the essence of the ancient Vedas and so everything is nicely, especially for the modern age. So if you can follow these things uh, and hear from the right source, uh, we have, we're have hearing Srimad Bhagavatam in the morning, every morning, and we are just reading from the uh, translations given by Srila Prabhupada and, and the purports uh, written by Srila Prabhupada, who has heard from his guru, and his, these commentaries are coming uh, from Prabhupada reading the, 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 the commentaries of the other gurus who have commented on these verses. So he's taking them, putting it here. So therefore we're getting very authentic thing, very authentic, authentic thing. Uh, if you, get to, you don't know where the source is, uh, who, who knows it is good or not good. You know, if someone comes to you and just, uh, and, and just offers you uh, so you don't even know them and just come and give you some, some water, a bottle of water. Uh, would you tell you, you don't know where, where that water is coming from? Maybe you'll drink it and maybe you'll become very sick. So you have to know what is the source before even, even just the simple things like eating. What's the source of this food? Someone can offer, but what is the source? Uh, you know, am I going to get poisoned by eating this food? Am I going to get sick from eating this food? You have to be very careful. 
uh, where it's coming from. Is, is, it, is this thing made by this? Is it a reputable uh, company? Has it passed all the different inspections, everything like that? Or am I just going to take anything in from anywhere? This is just common sense, common sense things. So same in spiritual life. It's not exactly opposite, but it is a more higher level, more purified level. You take it from the right source, the authority, then it has great power, great effect. So, Hare Krishna. So we can read this again. No one is superior to you in peaceful life and mercy, and no one knows better than you how to execute devotional service or how to become the best of the brahmanas. Therefore, you know all the principles of confidential religious life, and no one knows them better than you. Does anyone uh, have any uh, question in regard to today's uh, verses? Yes. Mm. What is that? The cause of their appearance. Why did they take them? Well, so, uh, because, uh, well no, they just decided that uh, there's a very holy place there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lord uh, Narayan there. But there are so many stories in connection. I, I have just read, as, as far as Badri Narayan, he, he just went there. Lord Narayan went there and he was doing some tapasya there mm -hmm. and meditation. And they were uh, uh, just to give instruction to the mankind. And also Nara Narayan went also there and just to give instruction uh, and they were doing tapasya to show it. Sometimes they, the incarnation come, come and show for example how to do these types of things and then uh, great personalities like Nara Muni go there um, and others go there and then they give instructions. Mm -hmm. So there are different stories for the different holy places. Mm -hmm. When you go there you can usually they sell so many books about, uh, 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 about the history of that mm -hmm. uh, of uh, 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 Badrik Ashram. You, you, even online you can go and you can see. But wh whether or not it's actually true or not, that's another thing. <laughs> you have to see what is the source there. So you have to be a bit careful of, about anything online. Uh, but uh, some, some things are generally uh, we try to find if they're, they're, wh 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 what you're reading about these places is, is some, somewhat authentic. So before you uh, accept it and or conclude on it, you have to see what is the source. But then all this information is there. Uh, it, it mentioned in different Puranas also, all these different, uh, and in the Summa Bhagavatam also. So there are many sources to all these places and uh, the significance and the history of uh, why the incarnations appeared there. Thank you, Maharaj. Yes. Yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for the nice class. Maharaj, you mentioned how Narad Muni had a spiritual body to preach far and wide. So my question is, why didn't Lord Krishna give Prabhupada a spiritual body to preach far and wide? He went well, to... Why didn't Krishna give a one? Why didn't Lord Krishna give Srila Prabhupada a spiritual body to preach? Because he had suffered so much because of his material body. I'm just trying to follow your question. Why didn't Krishna give Srila Prabhupada? A spiritual body to well, preach. Prabhupada has a spiritual body underneath the material body. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's always there. And why didn't Krishna give him a spiritual body to what? Preach far and wide because when he was preaching... he continue his preaching. Yeah, because when he was preaching, he had to suffer a lot. Like he had oh. to suffer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sometimes he had heart attack or, and he got sick. Or something like that. Is that uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, these things are there. You know, uh, there are different uh, un uh, understandings. Uh, you know, the, a guru when he accepts disciples, uh, he takes the on behalf of the Lord. He, he you know he takes the karma 
uh, and he uh, purifies the karma of the disciple but sometimes the guru has to suffer because of the, the karma of the disciple but sometimes he gets suffering but generally he's very much reduced because he's very dear to Krishna but at the same time sometimes Krishna um, uses uh, great devotees as example that even when there is uh, suffering on the body they are still remain Krishna conscious they don't go away from Krishna and uh, we read many stories like that sometimes de some devotees may ask oh, why this one was a very dear devotee of Krishna why Krishna made them suffer uh, uh, so like Prahlad Maharaj you know his father tried to kill him and Dhruva Maharaj he, he was you know he went to the forest so why but the, the Acharyas explain that sometimes Krishna just to show the people in general how even in the most provoking and, and uh, distressing circumstances uh, these great devotees have to suffer something but they remain very fixed in Krishna they don't go away so Krishna tries to show an example because we we're beginning devotees very easily we go away very easily but when we read these stories of the great devotees how they had to suffer so much but Haridas Thakur had to get whipped and, uh, and, and someone may say why Krishna why Lord Chaitanya allowed it but actually it is mentioned that Krishna empowers them to not not feel the suffering so much just like Haridas Thakur who was whipped uh, in 22 marketplaces and then thrown the body was just thrown his body was thrown in the Ganga and then he came out he was still alive and then he met Lord Chaitanya and he said you know when I was getting whipped I didn't feel anything and then Lord Chaitanya he turned around and he said that's because I took the whips on my back uh, and he showed all the whip marks on his back he said I you didn't feel I took it so sometimes the Lord does like that so we have uh, we don't know exactly Krishna uh, has a, a very great plan and he sometimes uses great devotees like Prahlad Maharaj, Haridas Thakur and, and Sula Prabhupada for you know showing certain things to people in general we give up very easily but we see these great devotees even in such distressing they don't give up so why should we give up over a little thing you know and, and then of course uh, uh, you know at the end of his life Krishna had a different plan for Prabhupada to come back with him Lord Chaitanya took him maybe now he's preaching somewhere else we don't know exactly so uh, we we don't know exactly where beginning devotees so we don't know exactly how Krishna is thinking and what Krishna is doing but we we should understand that uh, Krishna looks after everyone and especially his very dear devotees so wherever they are they are doing very dear service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead does that answer your question right? yes thank you okay. all right uh, yes one last question Hare Krishna Maharaj talking about the peacefulness and we should listen uh, Bhagavatam and then ch uh, we should chant uh, to get the purification what but was the first thing you said we, we should what uh, no I'm my question is uh, like when we listen to the Bhagavatam oh, when we listen yeah, to the Bhagavatam uh, sometimes our mind is going there and everywhere sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mostly but you mean some uh, sometimes you're paying attention <laughs> yeah. uh, in that condition do we still get the purification from the Bhagavatam well, well just to come in the temple room <laughs> you're becoming purified and just to hear Bhagavatam you know I remember when uh, when uh, Srila Prabhupada opened the Krishna Balaram temple in Brindavan it was a big affair and uh, so many dignitaries came the chief minister of uh, Uttar Pradesh came down 
And, uh, and Prabhupada was very ill, actually, at that time. He was very sick. He didn't, I don't think he gave class that morning. I was there. And, um, and uh, he, came at the, he, he came down. When the governor came and uh, other dignitaries came, he got out of bed. He was very sick, but he still came down. And he requested all his disciples to be in the temple room while all the dignitaries, while all the functions. And he uh, spoke in Hindi. He spoke, Prabhupada spoke in Hindi. Uh, and he said that uh, even I'm speaking this uh, transit still, you come and you sit there, and even you don't understand Hindi, uh, but you'll be purified. Just by the sound vibration of the Bhagavatam, and by the sound vibration of the Krishna's instructions, even if you don't understand the language, you'll be purified. But of course, if you can understand it, be more better than you, you can, when you understand, you can act on that. But still, just to be here, so if you're not paying attention, uh, or distracted. Uh, there, there's some purification, but better to pay attention, and uh, then you'll get even more benefit. So we should try very much to pay attention to the message of the Bhagavatam and hear, uh, and uh, then uh, you'll make so much uh, rapid advancement on the path of devotional service. Thank you, Maharaj. Yes, yes. Hare Krishna, my Swami. You gave a very nice description of Badikashram. And uh, it's a really wonderful place. Mm. I may happened to go there in 1974. 74, with, you went. Yeah, there. 74 with my mother. Hardly anything. My mother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> big family, and uh, we had to go to uh, the Badikashram, Ash, the very beautiful. At that time, there was a nice dharmshala also. So we could stay there. <laughs> At the Damshala, there yeah. was only one. Yeah. Yeah, I went a few years yeah, later. Yeah. You probably stayed in the same That's one right. as me. Very simple place. Yeah. But it was nice. Yeah. And now they've got all sorts of hotels. <laughs> and then we went to Kedarnath also. Kedarnath. That's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law was sick. She couldn't walk. Uh, so we had to take a... You if know. she was carried. Sometimes yeah. you can yeah. hire people to carry. <laughs> yeah. But it's a wonderful trip. It's a really wonderful place if you have time to go there yeah. and see. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Hare Krishna. Jai, all glory to Prabhupada ki. Jai, go Premanandi. Hari Hari Bo.
Priya 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 